Hope Church, we are so glad you're joining us this morning. I'm Ben, and this is my beautiful wife, Katie. Good morning. And so we want to just let you know what we have available or what we have coming up this this here at New Hope Church. In fact, 2023, it's just still the beginning of 2023, but 2023, there's a lot of things happening. In fact, this is a year of celebration because if you didn't know, New Hope Church is part of our Foursquare denomination. And so we're actually turned 100. Our Foursquare right. denomination has turned 100. And so 2023, we are celebrating our centennial. Uh, in May, we're having our connection in Anaheim, California. And we get to just continue to look forward to hear all the stories about people's lives who were impacted throughout these 100 years, throughout this century. And we also get to look forward to what God's going to do in the future and beyond. And so if you're interested, if you want to find out more about what does that mean as our centennial, uh, how you can go to Anaheim and be part of it, there's going to be a QR, uh, QR code that's going to pop up, I believe. Hey, there we go. And so you can, you can just scan that with your phone. You can also visit Foursquare Church online and you'll get more information there. So yeah, again, we're celebrating 100 years as our Foursquare denomination. And not only are we celebrating 100 years as Foursquare, but we are celebrating 42 years as New Hope in March. So our Ooh, church 42. will be 42 yeah. years in March. How awesome is that? That's awesome. I mean, there's a lot of things. We know for a fact that there's been many people throughout these 42 years that have come and know Jesus and just built their lives. And so, again, we get to celebrate in March us turning 42, and we get to celebrate what God's going to do in the future and beyond. Now, this might be your first time and you're like, oh, 42 years, this is my, this is my first time, yeah. Well, what's going on? And so if that's your first, if it's your first time here, we want to let you know what we have available here at our church campus. We have our prayer room. We have our nursery for babies to two years old. We have our marvelous children's and youth ministries located in the wing over there. And through our glass doors in the sanctuary, we have our fellowship hall where you can find our restrooms, our resource center, which has Bibles, books, journals, and other resources to help you in your relationship with the Lord. We also have our kitchen that is has breakfast available for purchase. Today is, I believe, Portuguese sausage and link sausages, eggs and rice. It was good. I already had one. And then uh, we also have our well that has smoothies, acai bowls, and other snacks for you. And if you have kids, especially, for everybody to enjoy in your family. But also in our fellowship hall, we have our connecting wall. And the reason why I want to talk about the connecting wall is you might be here. Maybe you're like, I kind of want to get involved. Like, how do I get involved? How can I serve in a ministry? Well, if you go to our connecting wall in our fellowship hall, there's actually a bunch of these. Hold on. And so there's information cards for our ministry, some of our ministries that you can actually sign up and be a part of. And so all you got to do is grab one of these. You can fill it out. You can put it in the tithes and offering boxes in our, our sanctuary. Or you can stop by the information center that's located outside our fellowship hall and drop it off there. Or just give it to one of the staff members and we'll be sure to get in touch with you. And speaking of ministries, we have a Kapuna ministry that has so much fun throughout the year. And they are going to be having a Kapuna... Wait, wait... I know it. No, I don't know it. What was it? Country store. Kapuna right. Country store, yeah. I don't know why. My brain just wouldn't get it. It's okay. But they're going to have baked goods and fresh produce, and you know that their baked goods going to be good. Yeah. You know our Kapuna ministry? They, they're full of life. They have fun. They, I mean, they had a prom last year, and they had a luau last year. And, I'm and like, they dressed up fancy ooh, for their prom. Sign me up. Yeah. And you know what's really good is that our Kapuna Country Store is going to happen in February, which is at the end, like, 
we're ending our 21 days of fasting and prayer at the end of this month. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to be supporting the Kofuna at the country store. Because, man, I couldn't, and I, I, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And you know what? They I love? put the good in good. Exactly. Goodies. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's, that's a lot of things that are happening. So if you want to find out more, be sure to download our New Hope Church app, visit our website, check out our social media, or just come talk stories with one of us. Can we say thank you to Katie for helping us with our announcements this morning? Thanks, babe. At this time, we're going to get ready to pray over and receive our tithes and offerings. And what's so amazing is that you just heard that our church denomination, Foursquare, we're celebrating 100 years. And then our church, our church, New Hope Church Hilo, is celebrating 42 years. Our, our, 42, our 42nd birthday is this later on this year. And you know what's amazing is that you hear those numbers, and like for me, I'm like, that's amazing. Like you know, many people came to know the Lord, and God did a lot of great things in those years. What's even more amazing is that God's not done yet. There's gonna be way more than a hundred more years that God's gonna continue to reach people because that's his heart. God's heart is to reach each and every single person so that all would come to know him. And when we give unto our tithes and offerings, that's what we're doing. We're not just giving money to the Lord because the truth is he doesn't need it. He doesn't need our money. He wants us. And what joy it is that we get to partner with him to reach people far from him. Now, this might be your first time to New Hope Church. And if that's you, we ask that you don't feel obligated to give this morning. In fact, receive this service to help you in your walk with the Lord. But just know that as we trust in the Lord, as we give unto him, he will continuously outgive us because he is the very best. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray over our tithes and offerings? Lord, we just come before you this morning and we just, Lord, we just celebrate you. Man, it's such an amazing thing that we're celebrating 100 years in Foursquare, 42 years here as New Hope Church. But the beauty is, Lord, you're not done yet. And what joy it is, Lord, that we get to be part of your plan. We get to be part of what you're doing in the lives of your people. And so as we give unto you our tithes and offerings, Lord, we trust in you knowing that you're going to take it and multiply it so more and more people would come to know the love, the hope, the peace, and the joy that you have for each and every one of us. And Lord, as they get to know you, they get to discover all the blessings that come with it. And so, Lord, would you bless the hearts of those who give and remind them what they're doing right now is partnering with you in your mission to invest in your kingdom and reach people for eternity. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we look forward to what you're going to do in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Ben. Thank you, sir. Oh, first of all, good morning and welcome to New Hope Church. Some of us are not feeling well. <clears throat> I'm one of them. So what happens when you're not feeling well? What, what takes place when you're not feeling good? I'll tell you what happens in Hawaii. So if you're visiting, and it may happen from where you're from, people start giving you the remedy. It's like, oh, pastor, how are you doing? <clears throat> A little bit congested. It's congested. Oh, you, you, you got you to gotta eat ginger. Ginger. Okay, I got to eat ginger. Okay, ginger. Like what, boil it? No, no, just eat ginger. It's like, like... What do you mean, eat ginger? Yeah, just get the root. Eat ginger. Eat ginger. Have you ever ate ginger? He said, hey, eat ginger. Burn everything. I don't like burn everything. I just, I'm just congested. I was running the other day, vog, evening, cold, you know, volcanic activity, congestion. 
You want me to just eat ginger? Yeah, clear up everything. And then you get the aunties, right? The older aunties, the elders, they've been here for decades. They're like, honey, you don't need to eat ginger. No, eat that ginger. That's not good for you. I mean, certain things you can, but you, what you like to do is you get hot water, yeah, hot water, and you put honey. Got to put honey inside, but not the store-bought honey. You like, like, uh, farm honey, like local kind honey, yeah? And you like the kind, like the guava, the guava farm honey. That one is good. Macadamia not can do. Mango a little bit sweet, but you like the, you like the, the honey. You put that, and then you put lemon inside. Drink that, clean up everything. So I got to eat ginger, and auntie's uh, surprise drink. And then you get the, the old school guys that, boy, you don't need to do all that. You go down Honolulu, you get pounded by a couple waves. Clear out everything. Go kill Kaha. You stay in the ocean, drown a little bit, clear out everything. I was like, okay, so I gotta drown a little bit. And I gotta take all these remedies. And then my friend, they're, they're like, you know what you need to have, huh? You put Bix. You have to put Bix. I was like, what, what, is, what, is, what is Bix? The Bix, you rub the Bix, you put Bix. Huh, Bix, you put Bix on your shoulder, uh, all over, you put Bix over here, over here. You don't put under your eye, huh? You put Bix under your eye, you're gonna die. And then you must, you put Bix on your feet, but you have to put socks before you sleep. I was like, so I gotta have Bix, it's Bix. For some of you, you don't understand the Filipino accent. So I gotta have Vicks all over my body, I gotta drink this potion, and I gotta go get pounded by waves in Honolulu just to clear out this congestion. And then you have the people, brah, just drink one bottle of NyQuil. <laughs> like, this is what I'm learning though. The reason why we do that is because we wanna help each other. Right, we all have the remedy, we wanna help each other because it worked for us. It worked for us. Somebody's like, brah, just have somebody kick you in the chest. It's like, what? Uh, show me. <laughs> I'll go kick you in your chest, see what it clears out. What is that? Your spleen? Oh, your spleen just came out. I don't like my spleen come out. Everybody has their remedy. And that's physical. Physical. We all have these things to give each other. What happens when we're dealing with something spiritual? What do we do? How do we help each other? We try our very best. Oh, you got to go to church. You got to read the Bible. You got to worship. Nothing like worship. Be in the presence of God. Cry. <laughs> Let everything out. Everything has come out. You just got to be in worship. And so we have all of our remedies. We have our remedies. Everything. Everyone says, when it comes to our spirituality, may be correct, but it might not be the only thing. Right? There's so many things that it is possible. When Adam and Eve way back in the Garden of Eden, disobeyed God, right? They ate from the tree of the knowledge or the tree of life. They ate from the tree that would change everything. Knowledge of good and evil. God gave them the freedom to choose. And the reason why God gave them the freedom to choose is because love is a choice. And if we don't have the freedom to choose, then we cannot love. So we cannot love God without the freedom to choose. But what comes with the freedom of choice is that we can also choose not to follow God and we can disobey God. So they ate of the tree that they weren't supposed to. When they ate of that tree, sin entered the world and now we're in this world full of sin. Jesus comes thousands of years later 
and he dies on the cross for our sins so that we could be declared righteous in the sight of God because God so loved the world. He loves us. So God found a way. So Jesus dies on the cross. What is the cross made out of? Wood. Where does wood come from? The tree. The first tree in the garden brought death. The second tree that Jesus died on brought life. So anytime you find yourself reverting back to the old tree, go to the new tree. Anytime you find yourself or others saying this about you, that that's your old life, just go back to your new life. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. We love new. You buy a new car, you want that smell to last, but it doesn't because you have children and they eat stuff in there. And the next thing you know, 10 days later, smell like McDonald's. The newness goes away, but you got to remind yourself that happens in our life. All those who are in Christ are a brand new creation. And the devil hates that because he cannot be renewed. He made one decision, got kicked out of heaven. We make bad decisions every single day, and God says, come to me. Because of his grace. One of, one of the, a Bible character named Paul, he, he, we, we know him as Paul the Apostle. Paul was someone who hated believers. He was a Pharisee, someone of the religious law. He was a teacher. He knew the, the laws of God. But what he didn't know of was God. He knew the ways of God. He just didn't know God. And so he followed just the laws of God. And we have to make sure all of these are in place. So when Jesus shows up, he doesn't even know and recognize what Jesus has done. In fact, Paul came at a time when Jesus had already died on the cross and rose from the grave. So Paul the Apostle is persecuting Christians. He's throwing them in jail, even having some of them put to death. And then he meets Jesus. He has this vision of Jesus. His life is transformed. Now he's following Jesus Christ. And the Jews, being under Roman oppression, at that time the Israelites, being under Roman oppression, they know what it's like to have these Roman guards around them. So they're, they're, they're under this rule but yet still, having a relationship with Jesus Christ, having this relationship with God through Jesus Christ, Paul the Apostle is now planting churches. He's raising up young men and women to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus died for our sins, rose from the grave, and then ascended into heaven and will come back to us. He'll come back for us unless we go home to be with him first. But he's going to come back for us. That's the full gospel of Jesus Christ. Do not forget that he's coming back. We can't forget that. And so Paul the Apostle, as he's teaching about Jesus Christ, he's like, okay, um, let, me, let me teach you something. And he says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17, he says, finally. So after he goes through all of Ephesians, if you read the book of Ephesians, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So he's saying it's his mighty power, not yours. Because if you read chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 5, it talks about us and God, of course, but he's reminding us that it is his mighty power. So put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. His schemes. The devil has schemes. Sometimes we say that about each other, that, oh, that person is scheming. They're just scheming. They're planning. They're plotting. They're scheming. The devil schemes, and he's very good at it. He's crafty. Then it transitioned. Paul knows this so well. He says, here's where our struggle comes from. It's not with one another. 
As difficult as we are with one another, he says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, and anytime you see therefore, you have to look at what is before. So what is before? The problem. Is the problem. There's a struggle against this dark world. It's not against flesh and blood. So what's the remedy? Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, not if the day of evil comes, when the day of evil comes, because it will come, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Thanks, Paul. I got it. I'm going to stand my ground. You even said to stand against the devil's schemes. I'm going to stand. Yes, stand your ground. And after you have done everything, yes, Paul, got it. After I've done everything, what is it, Paul? To stand. Right, you told me to stand against the devil's scheme, so I'm standing against the devil's scheme. Yes, you're standing? Yes. And then stand your ground. I'm standing my ground, Paul. Okay, and then after you have done everything, yeah, I stood. Yeah, now stand. What? I, you told me to stand twice. Well, I'm going to tell you to stand one more time. Okay, I'm going to stand. Now what? Now stand firm. What? You just told me to stand three times. Stand firm then? Yes, stand firm. Notice Paul has to repeat himself over and over and over again. Sounds like a mom. <laughs> How come only the ladies would laugh? All the men are traumatized. Traumatized. I learned something. They don't have to repeat yourself if you Just do what Heidi said. Heidi's my wife. Just pick up your shirt, Sheldon. She will not ever, ever tell you again to pick up your shirt from the ground. That, that actually was a real thing. I was so mad. I was like, why? Every time you got to tell me the same thing over and over. The, the shirt isn't bothering you. Walk around. <laughs> I was like, wow. And then the Lord spoke. He was like, are you tired of that? I was like, she's, that's so irritating. Every single day, pick up your shirt, pick up your shirt, pick up your shirt. The Lord is like, you know how to make her stop? Yeah, what, what, what's the remedy? He goes, pick up your shirt. I was like, what? <laughs> you sound like her. No, she sounds like me. <laughs> Shucks. Lose every single time. See, only the women clapping. She's like, see, honey, you, you wanted me to come to church today? And look, you're losing. <laughs> it's not about a competition because God wins in the end, except we still try to, anyway. So, so he says, stand firm. And then he gives, he gives the full armor of God. He begins with the belt of truth because today, who knows what truth is? All the definitions of words are being changed. It's, it's, it's God's word. God is truth. Yeah, but I, I can say anything and then it sounds good, so that becomes the truth. No, it has to come back to God's word. In the beginning, God created them male and female. We didn't even know how to define a woman today. And I know some of us struggle with that. We're trying to like, okay, well, uh, go back to the word of God. Because if you struggle with that, he will guide you through. Well, I have family members who I don't, I don't want to offend. You don't need to say anything. It's not, it's not yours to defend Show them Jesus. He'll talk to them. Model Jesus and his grace for them because Jesus has more grace than any one of us have for each other. So why are we even trying? Let Jesus be the grace that we cannot give. 
He's much better at it. But we can love people. We can let them come to Jesus and then let him walk in this life with them. He's much better at it. So stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist and then with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, I love this. Paul is like, okay, you can do with that. You can, you can have a belt, you can have the breastplate of righteousness and then you can have like shoes on. You can go. But in addition to this, in addition to this, take up the shield of faith. You're going to need that. Okay? Shield of faith. We're good? But just remember, the shield of faith extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Then take up the helmet of salvation. We're not done yet. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I actually like my Bible. I like my Bible, like the sword of God. I mean, we all have a phone and we use Bible apps. I use Bible apps all the time, but nothing like the Bible. Like, watch, watch this. When you read the Bible, right, like pages, there's no bing, whoop. There's nothing coming through. There's, there's no notifications. There's no alarms. There's no distractions. There's no email coming through. It's much different when you, when you go with this, when you go with the old school. <laughs> Highlight this thing. Write in it. Because it's, it's his word. It's not even our word. It's the word of God. The sword of the spirit. And if we don't know that there's an enemy, if we don't know that the devil is your enemy, everyone else will be. It'll be everyone. It'll be people. It'll be people who may say something against you or, or maybe they made a comment that you misconstrued or they said something negative and now they, it's, it's now stuck in here. And you think it was the person. Even people who love you and want the best for you, they become your enemy because of what they may have said or done or how they view you and maybe your perspective. And they may not agree with you, but they become the enemy. But we're not each other's enemy. We don't war against each other. It's actually the devil himself and the spiritual principalities of this unseen world, the dark evil that we do not see. That's coming through an individual. It's not the actual individual. They're just the conduit of what the devil is bringing through. Evil comes through people. That's why we need the full armor of God. So here's, here's what we want to learn. Put on the whole armor of God. Not bits and pieces. Put on the whole armor of God. And if you want to write anything down, put on the whole armor of God. It has to be the whole armor of God. Like, you don't, you don't get ready halfway. You don't get ready halfway, like to church this morning. You got ready. You don't just half-dressed. You don't come in. You come in without one t-shirt. Like, what's up? Yeah, hey, we'll, we'll worship. No, put on one shirt. <laughs> we, we don't, women, you don't, you, don't, you don't get ready halfway makeup. You don't just do half-face. You, you, don't, you don't do that. You, you, you do the full, the full armor, everything, everything. You, you, you seal it and all. You do everything. I don't even know how you guys do that in the car. That's amazing. We should send you guys on the front line in war. If you can put on eyeliner and drive, you can dodge bullets. You can dodge bullets. Catch bombs. Whoop. Not today. 
So you put on the full armor of God. And here's where we start with the belt of truth. It starts with the truth. Paul knows that this is the center of our life. It's a belt of truth. Because truth, unless back to God, because God is truth, we can change definitions. We can make whatever we want out of anything. And within a generation, they believe this. So by the time they get to the word of God, if that's old, it's outdated. And so now the truth is however you feel. Whatever you feel like. That's, that's the truth because that's whatever is true to you. And you notice that in, even in interviews with people who try to change the word of God, they say, hey, you know, this is what Christianity is about. Is that true? And then they'll start off with, well, what I think is, or here's what I've learned. Or what I believe, well, I don't want to know what you believe. I want to know what the word of God says. It's the belt of truth to protect the lower abdomen, this area. You don't want to, this is, this is some vital areas. So that belt of truth is necessary. And then the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness. None of us can stand before God righteous. Unless we believe in Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the righteousness of God. So when we put our faith in him and we stand before God, God sees his son. We're, wi we're wiped clean. We're renewed. We're declared righteous because of what Jesus has done. It's not our righteousness. Our righteousness actually comes from Jesus. If anything, it is him. And that breastplate was made out of this solid metal protecting the most vital organs of the body. So think about it, our heart, right? In fact, Proverbs 4.23 tells us to guard our hearts above everything else, above all things, for out of it flow the issues of life. So I gotta guard my heart. That's what the breastplate of righteousness or the breastplate did for these soldiers. And that's why Paul is speaking in this way because he sees all the Roman soldiers and they have all this armor on. So he's relating it to them so the people could understand. You see the, see the Roman soldiers? Yeah. See how they protect themselves? Yeah. That's what you need to do spiritually. So righteousness becomes your breastplate. It, it, it protects the most vital organs. That's what the righteousness of God does. It protects the most intricate and most vital places and vulnerabilities of our life. The various emotions that we don't even want to get into, God's righteousness will take care of that. So you guard yourself. You put that on because it's going to guard the most vital places. Like, we can go into battle and you get, you know, you get hit on your leg. It's like, ah, you can still fight a little bit. You might be limping a little bit, but he stab you in the heart. Like, you're dead. You're, dead. You're, you're done. He can hit you in the shoulder. He's like, ah, why? why? Like, whack me my shoulder, huh? But he stab you. Die. So he says, you have to have the breastplate of righteousness because they're going to attack you in those areas. And then you're fitted with the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. Peace. We all want peace. Even, even people who are going for like Miss America. They all want peace. They know. Like so, if you win, what do you think you want to do in the world? I think we should have world peace. A wonderful answer. 
and we do, we want peace. We want peace and quiet in our homes. We, want, we just want, we want peace and quiet when we drive with the kids to Costco on the other side of the island. God forbid you take a five-hour drive in the mainland with children. We all want peace. But isn't it true that when you step into the presence of God, there's a peace that surpasses all human comprehension? You step into his presence. It's like worship. When there's worship, it's, 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 it's amazing. I used to do this. I'm like, Heidi, Heidi, we gotta, get in, we gotta go in worship. She goes, I'm coming. I'm like, no, we gotta go into worship. We gotta, come on, let's go. And she's like, I'm coming. I was like, hurry up. This is the last song already. I need at least something. So we come in, I'm like, okay. <laughs> not working, not working, not working, something. And we think it's the thing or just here. It's the presence of God. It's not what you're doing. It's, it's who's there. It's the presence of God that we step into his presence. That's why when we do worship him, when it's all on him, all eyes on him, everything is about Jesus. There's this peace that comes over us. And now, because of, we can have chaos around us. We can, even in our lives, there are certain things that can be happening, but because Jesus is there, there's a peace, there's a calm that surpasses our understanding. And we see that in, in many of our lives, we, we encounter so many difficulties, yet there's a peace, and people are like, how can you go through what you're going through? And it's like, you're not even phased. It's because of Jesus. There's a peace that comes over me because of what Jesus has done. It's a gospel of peace. They even had like spikes driven through their boots, their metal boots, whatever they would use for their feet. Kind of like how we have cleats. Speaking of cleats, today are playoffs, right? Is it? We're just checking because some of you checking scores right now. I watch. I watch. I see my team is not in, so I don't care. So if I cannot watch, you cannot watch. <clears throat> next year though next year next year next year we always say that right the losing team but next year we get them I've been saying that for decades with Detroit so it's that firm fitted footing those spikes that are driven like an athlete that can cut and maneuver baseball player who rounds the bases but because they have cleats they don't slip they don't fall so you're fitted the gospel of peace that keeps you stable, stand firm because of the gospel of peace. It's the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. There's nothing in this world like the good news of Jesus Christ. It may even say good news. We have a candy bar named after good news. It's not good news. It's bad news. You eat that, you got to run five miles. <laughs> they should name it bad news. But the good news of Jesus Christ, that's what gives us peace and we can stand firm in the face of oncoming attacks from the enemy that's what the presence of god does and then we have the shield of faith now this one is pretty interesting because paul says you have to take up the shield of faith like the shield of faith this is not thor's hammer it doesn't just come to you you have to pick up the shield of faith you got to pick that up and when you pick up the shield of faith guess what happens after a while you tire and sometimes we're so tired of our ongoing relationship, prayer, connecting with Jesus, gathering together with the saints, fellowship, which is what the word of God tells us. Do not give up the habit of meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. 
but encourage one another all the more while you see the day approaching. In other words, we need to be more together. And that's the shield of faith. It, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, hearing by the word of Christ. So we gotta take up that shield of faith, that faith that comes in, the assurance of what God said will happen the promises of God, that he says, this is what's gonna happen in your life. Yeah, but I don't see that happening. It's okay. That's what faith is. If you could see it, and that's why you believe in it, you don't need faith. You need faith when you don't see it, but you believe it. That's where faith comes in. It's, this is what God said. This is his promise, so I believe it. Why? Because he said so. And whatever God says will happen, and I'm gonna be on his side, so I gotta take up the shield of faith. If you get tired on one arm, switch arms. We do that with our phones. Have you ever been on your phone so long you got to switch hands? Like, it, like, we do that with our phones. We do that holding each other. It's like hot, 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 hot already. You're hot. You're leaning on me. Hot. Go to the other side. Walking in the mall. Switch hands. Sweaty already. We, we do that all the time. But when it comes to our faith, when you're, when you're getting tired, do things differently. Like, find things that are different. And just, if, if, you're, if you're in a, like, a, like a stagnant prayer life, ask other people how they pray. Go to the word of God, see how Jesus prayed. Go to John chapter 17, look at Jesus' prayer. Go to the book of Psalms. Jesus' prayer book, he took a lot of things out of the book of Psalms. Get into the word of God, and you'll find your faith being built and when your faith is being built it's going to protect us from the physical attacks from the enemy and notice it says that the fiery darts of the enemy fiery arrows so here's what can happen best day ever best life best season and we're, we're looking at it as okay something's going to go wrong we even say that we're like things are going well something bad is going to happen why because everything is going well how do we know that because sometimes that does happen and when we let down our shield of faith, because nothing is happening, we let down our faith, we, we, we just kind of coast it with God, we don't pour out, we don't, we don't, we're not blessing others, we're, we're no longer walking with God, we kind of just, we're okay now. What we don't know is the fiery arrows were in the air all that time, and it's coming. So we don't put down our shield of faith, we don't put down our faith because nothing bad is happening. We take up the shield of faith all the time, no matter what, because either the enemy is loading up an arrow or it's already in the air or it already hit you and it's, it's an arrow with flames, so it's gonna hit you and it's gonna burn. And sometimes for a long time, days, weeks, months, sometimes years, and you're affected by it. And then what we try to do is when we get hit, we're like, ah, oh, I need God again. My marriage is going bad. What do you say, God, about marriage? Let me see about marriage. We Google scriptures about marriage. And we're like, marriage, 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 marriage. And then we read the Bible. And then your wife walks by. She's like, what are you doing? Are reading the word of God. It's going to help us. It's gonna, you should grab your Bible too. Let's read together. In fact, let's pray together. And nothing wrong with that. But here's where we find the problem. We think in one day, everything's solved. It's equivalent to going through Christmas, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, the New Year's, and just eating as many things as you want. 
pounding food, desserts, and then day one, January 1st, it's like, I'm going to diet. I'm going to get healthy. And then you go to the gym that you've never been to, ever. And you go in there, you run on the treadmill, you're like, I'm going to do 10 miles today. 10 miles, 10 miles. You do 10 miles. You jump on some, maybe some, some weightlifting. I'm going, I'm going to weightlift. I'm going, I'm going to do squats. I'm going to do squats. I got to build my legs, all oh, my waist. I'm going to do abs. You do abs. You work out for eight hours. You go home. Your wife looks at you like, what in the world happened? Bro, honey, I don't work out today. I'm in shape. No, you are in a shape, but you're not in shape. You worked out for eight hours. You go to sleep. Next day, you can't even get up. It's like, honey, let's go. I cannot move. We think one day, physically, we're going to change everything. We even do that. We, we do something, and, and, and we think our body has changed instantly. We look in the mirror, it's like, I do look skinnier. <laughs> no, honey, you're standing sideways. You got to... <laughs> but we do. We, and, 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 that, and, and same thing happens spiritually. We think in an instant. Like we always say, or some people say, if you come to Jesus, he'll solve everything. He doesn't always solve it instantaneously. It's a relationship with him. He's, he's more after our heart than clearing up the circumstances. He wants our heart. He wants us. And he's, he's, he's building us up. That's why we make disciples. We make disciples of all nations. That was his command to us. That's our faith in him. And then we take on the helmet of salvation. Just think of it, salvation. We've been saved, eternally saved. We only have so much time on this earth. Whatever time we have, but eternity compared to today. Today is just a blink of an eye. It's fast. But eternity, that's salvation. He's, he saved us, saved us from wrong thinking, saved us from the ways of the world. That's the helmet of salvation. This is to guard our mind and intellect from being poisoned by the things that come our way. Doubt, wrong thinking. And it's constantly at us. That's why our children are shaped today with the world more than ever. Because it's at their fingertips. Instant. Like when we had to get information, we had to go to the library and go get books and read books and borrow books and return books and we had to pay 10 cents a day if we were late. 10 cents a day, late fee. I owe grands easily. Still get the book. <laughs> if they collected on all of our books, we could, all of the potholes in Hawaii would be filled. But we, that's how we got information. Now information is at the fingertips, and we don't even know if it's true. So the helmet of salvation is very important. It guards our mind in fact, the Bible even tells us, put on the mind of Christ. It's his thinking. And in order for us to know how Christ thinks, we have to know Christ. When I go to the store, I go to Target, I grab something, I'm going to buy it. I'm like, wait a minute, I got to think like Heidi. Is there a coupon? Because if I buy this thing and I go home, she's going to ask me, how much was this? And if I say, like $10, she will ask, did you use the coupon? And if I say no, I owe her money. Somehow we're going to save money. Somehow. But I got to think like her. I have to think like her. If I don't think like her when I come home, like when I come home, 
Think like Heidi, think like Heidi. Okay, well, oh, got dishes in the sink. Make sure that's clean. Or this, this, that. When I make the bed, think like Heidi. Got to be good. Got to be, got to be crisp. Put the pillows on. Karate chop in the middle. Like presentation. I'm like, it's only me and you, Heidi. She goes, but I like coming home to a clean house. So I have to think like her. Same thing with Jesus Christ. Think like Christ. The only way you can is if you have a relationship with him, which will guard your mind from all the things in the world. Then he says, take up the sword of the Spirit. Do not forget the sword of the Spirit. This is the only offensive weapon you and I have. This is the only one. So when the devil attacks us with something, this is the only way to counterattack it. When someone says you're a failure, what does the Bible say? I'm not. Why? Because I got back up. The righteous fall seven times. The righteous fall seven times. The righteous fall seven times. Fall seven times. Not the failures, the righteous. But what does he do? Get back up again. So if you fall seven times, get back up eight. You fall 15 times, you get back up 16. Always get up one more time than you fell. Always. That's the righteousness of God. When Jesus died on the cross, it's like the devil is like, yeah, you're dead. Three days later, it's like, yeah, I'm not. You are. It's like, shucks. What did Jesus do? He got up one more time than death. And death lost. When you're on the winning team, you win a championship, and the, the opponent comes to you and starts talking trash, you're like, man, game over. We're done. Yeah, but you missed this shot. You did this. Yeah, but we won. Look at all the Gatorade. You won. You never get Gatorade. Oh, the losing team never get Gatorade. Hot down over there. Hot. We're on the winning team. We win. So when the devil says things, remind him of whose team you're on. You don't need to take on the devil. I hear people saying that. It's like, I'm going to take on the devil. I'm like, I don't know. You might lose. Because he's crafty. He knows you better than yourself. He's crafty. You don't need to attack the devil when you know he's a loser. You don't need to attack him when you know he's defeated. He's defeated, but he's not dumb, but he's still defeated. You don't need to attack him. That's why Paul says, stand firm. Stand, you stand, you stand. You need to attack the enemy. Jesus already did that. He took him on the cross and then rose from the grave for all eternity. You know what is an indication that we don't have the full armor of God on? Because think about it. The sword is the only offensive weapon. Everything else is defense. It's defense. But you don't go into battle and, and, and you only have defensive armor on and you face the other guys. You walk in, you're like, yeah, what's up? Let's go. And he's like, shh. You're like, yeah. Get the shield of faith. Let's go. He's like, ah. <laughs> Dead. Nothing to combat. But you need the sword of the spirit. You, need, you can't just go in with defense. And you know you don't have the full armor of God because everything is offensive. You're always defensive. And anything comes your way, it's like, ow, 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 ow. Nothing to combat. And so we become so sensitive so when someone says something to us, we're like, what? You like say something about me? Yeah, what they said? It's like, hey, Sheldon, check out this post. They said this about you. What? What they said about me? No way, no way, no way, brah. Huh? 
What you guys said about me, huh? What? Let's go. Call my auntie. Post that. And then we wait. A couple days later, bling, 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 bling. And you heard about something? What? No way. Okay. Yeah, I know things about you too, huh? Yeah, I'm coming for you. Click. And now we're so defensive. We're defensive. And, and now everybody else controls how we feel and how we behave as a believer. Well, Jesus is saying, you know you're more than a conqueror, right? You, you know that you're royal priesthood, right? You know you're my sons and my daughters, and I am the king most high. You know that, right? You know you're a child of the king? You know that you were built on a solid foundation because of me, right? You know I died for you, right? You know God so loved the world that he gave his life for you, right? You know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, right? And we listen to everybody else except what God is saying. We need the full armor of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 says, But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, made us alive together with Christ. It's Christ, guys. It's Christ. It's not us. It's not on our, on our behavior. It's not built on how well we do. It's on Christ. By grace, you have been saved. The devil comes to steal, kill, and... But Jesus came that we might have life. The devil comes with deception, intimidation, and fear. But Jesus brings us life. I've heard people say this, and I've said this myself. Get up in the morning, put on the full armor of God. Here's what the Bible says. Never take it off so when we get up in the morning instead of saying I put on the maybe we need to put on the full armor of God first but we don't ever take it off we wake up in the morning we say I'm tightening up the armor of God I'm going to tighten up some things I'm going to adjust some things I'm going to adjust my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace I'm going to let Christ in so that he can be the peace that flows through my life to me and through me then I'm going to make sure the belt of truth is tightened. I'm going to make sure that thing does not fall. I'm going to make sure it's tight. I'm going to make sure the word of God is tight to my life. I'm going to be tight with God. I'm going to make sure the breastplate of righteousness is his righteousness, not mine. It's not built on my perfection. It's built on his perfection. I'm going to tighten that up. I'm going to make sure my helmet is on good, the mind of Christ, so that nothing seeps through. I'm going to make sure that's on good. I'm going to take up the shield of faith. It's not going to happen by accident. I'm going to build my faith. Lord, I'm going to take up the shield of faith. That's, that's you, God. It's your word that builds me up. And I'm going to take up the sword of the Spirit. It's your word, Lord God. May I not forget your word. It is your word. And I need your word. Without your word, I have nothing to combat the enemy. But with your word, all things are possible. And I can learn from you, Lord God. Notice Paul does not say, he does not say, that once you put on the full armor of God, the enemy will see you and be like, ah, I can't attack. The devil will still attack. Things will still take place in our life. The devil hates the fact that Jesus died for you and I. The devil cannot get back at God. He cannot. God is the most high. So what he goes after is the next thing that God so dearly loves. 
Because if he can hurt us, if the devil can hurt us, then he thinks he can hurt God. And so he attacks God's most prized creation. And he goes after us. But we have the full armor of God. Let's use it. When we leave here today, we're not leaving how we came in as people. We're walking out here as the armies of the living God. Jesus is called the captain of the Lord of hosts. He's the captain of his army. We're not here to attack each other. We're here as the armies of God because there are so many people who the devil is attacking that have yet to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So let's go get them. They don't have his armor yet. They're getting blasted left and right. But we can intercede for them. We can go find them. He said, go, in, go therefore and make disciples. It's our responsibility. So as we pray, not just put on the full armor of God, but we're going to tighten up and then we're ready to go. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your armor. It's not our armor, it's yours. So you put on your armor. You put on the belt of truth. We shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You put on the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. We take up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. And we will continue to pray in the Spirit because this is our divine armor. It belongs to you. This is your armor. We have the armor of God. That already makes the devil quake, shake. It's your armor, God. So this is who we are. We get to make disciples of all nations with your armor. Help us to remember that every single day to tighten it up. We pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. And we all said together, amen.